Hey listener, this is Out of Beta. My name is Peter Soom and my co-host is Matt Wensing. Matt is the founder of Summit and I'm the founder of Reform and on this podcast you get to follow along on our startup journeys. If you're a new listener, don't forget to check out our website on autobeta.fm to find our entire back catalog. Howdy, howdy. Matt Wensing. Hey, Peter Soom, welcome to the show. <laughs> Thank you. That's so kind of you. How's it going? I'd say it's going well. How about yourself? I'm good. Our okay. podcast editor, James, complimented us on our episode last week. Okay. Because he just liked the content. He's a fan of the show and our editor. <laughs> yeah, not the least biased review, but we'll take it. <laughs> yeah. Hey, I got a good rant. I know that you'll probably like, because you, you, I've seen you on this rant before, recently. Mm. Went to a bagel place for lunch today. And... At, that's it's definitely something else in Denmark than it is in the States. Like, first of all, like, like you would be disappointed if someone called that a bagel, basically, right? Like the same way that a French person would be disappointed if they walked into a Burger King in, in the States and they saw a croissant with like a hamburger patty and American sure, cheese sure. on it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the same kind of disappointed. But <laughs> so it's this bagel place and bagels in Denmark is more like it's just like dry bread with a hole in the middle. And then you... It's like sandwich, like you get whatever you want in it. Went to one of these places today because we're in a mall and there's one of the only food options there were. And the menu is like the food items that they have. And your job as someone who orders a bagel is to say one piece at a time, like the, the items you want in your bagel. And this is like, this is the the worst thing I know, like when ordering food, like you know, there's no, there's literally not a menu. There was like, here are the five steps. You pick like a spread or like you pick some bread and you pick a spread and you pick some meat and you pick a sauce. And like, this is like the worst user experience ever to like use like yeah. a product term. And I'm like, I'm thinking about it while I'm in the line. It's like my, my wife is thrilled because she knows exactly what she wants. And like, she can just tell them exactly what she wants, but I don't know what I want. And I, I'm struggling to like read the sign because it's far away. I'm not even sure like what would go well together. I've never been to this place and I'm not sure of like how many things I can pick. And, and all I want is just a bagel. And there's kind of two types I like, like kind of like a, like a Reuben style sandwich or maybe more of like a, like a clop sandwich, which is also like a different thing in Denmark. But anyways, doesn't really matter. So I'm realizing while I'm in the line, it's like, you can't just like pick one at a time. Like, because if you just start, like, if you just, if you don't think like a few steps ahead, you're going to end up with like tandoori chicken and pesto or something, like something weird. Like you kind of have to, you have to like have a plan before they start speaking to you, which is like super stressful. And I thought about like, there's like several people in my life that I know that wouldn't be able to order food at this place. I'm thinking like, my grandmother, for example, like she would just not be able to. Yeah. And my solution was to like, basically I picked like a Reuben sandwich. And then my job was to like, try to like, remember what goes in that sandwich and tell the person so they could make it. That's awful. You still have to pay for the sandwich after you've gone through all that mental work. Yeah. I was like, dude, like I, I should just like pay cost for like these items and then pay you like, you know, a little bit extra for like the work of putting it together. But you yeah. outsourced all the work of a restaurant except like having the actual food to me. Yeah. Just the assembly. They do the assembly, but you have to actually come up with the sandwich and describe yeah. it and yeah, you know, decide. It's I hate that. 
this this is a product with like no guardrails, no templates, no anything, like no documentation. Just like pick a use case <laughs> or figure it out. Yeah, yeah. Is this Excel? <laughs> exactly, exactly. I know this feeling extremely well. I went to a ramen place and it was the same thing. And the only way I can survive at a place like that is if there's a menu and then I can just pick a number that looks in the zone of something I would like. It's usually yeah. like number six or something. I don't even something that you don't like have an allergy for or something. <laughs> exactly. Which and I'm I'm lucky I don't. Or it doesn't so have like can... six red peppers next to the name or something. <laughs> That's right. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> oh man, it's so bad. It's so bad. I I get. Uh, Boba, it, it's everything these days. I was going to say one thing. It's it's not. It's every place wants you to go through this great effort. And like I think, what I learned is there's people who actually get joy out of this. Like they, this is the most creative thing they're going to do all day is <laughs> choosing what goes in their sandwich and, and nailing it. Yeah, and they have the kind of job where they've already thought about this for one and a half hours before they walk down to get their <laughs> they sandwich. they wrote it all down <laughs> exactly. The last hour of work in quotes was them on a little post-it note kind of scribbling things and Googling yeah. all recipes and finding the perfect sandwich recipe. And it, yeah, I mean, sure, for them, it's great. I Nothing against that, but it's no restaurant. I was surprised that this place didn't have like, just like two pre-configured options that I could pick from. Not even. That's amazing. But yeah, I was just laughing, like talking to Maya about like how you had a tweet yesterday that you wanted a restaurant that just had like breakfast. Hey, can I have the breakfast? <laughs> <laughs> can i have the breakfast can i have the lunch which is often how it is with like kit kits like can i have like the kits option or whatever that's right yeah and there's like two last time i was at a place where they had a setup like that i think i asked the person who was putting it together to just make me whatever their favorite was yeah i flipped it around and they were like so stunned i think they were just like i'm like yeah no seriously you just make me what you like to eat they're like i i I've never eaten here, sir. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man, that's great. Sir, I don't like ramen. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. I went to a restaurant once. I was on a vacation. I was with a friend. And it was like kind of out of season. And we walk into this restaurant and it's just empty. And we knew it was a mistake. But anyways, we were going to have some food. And... There's like three people working there and it's us. We're the only customers and it takes forever to like get our food done. And we can like hear the microwave go and like the thing. And then like one of the, like, like a fourth person that works there comes back with like four pizzas from like somewhere else for the staff. And you're like, Mm -hmm. yeah, this is not a good sign. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Anyways, I just feel like there is like a, a lot of like metaphors in that experience. The slightly new, more nuanced thought I shared today was I really think that all of this choice helps a certain group of people feel wealthy. Like they, they feel like they have all this freedom and choice and opportunity. They they kind of don't. It's like their their actual lives are mostly void of that kind of thing. And so they get to really express themselves when they're at these places. And I think that keeps a lot of people kind of calm and happy. You know, it's like power users helps them take their mind off of, you know, like the work situation we just described. They they get to go and be, you know, the ruler of their domain for at least 20 minutes where they order their sandwich. And that's great. 
I don't have that problem, so I just don't need that solution. I just need sandwich. <laughs> I have a hunger problem, not an autonomy right. problem. <laughs> yeah, I don't. I love food, and I'm like into different kinds of food, and like really enjoy like going to interesting food places and trying food from like different parts of the world. And when I'm traveling and stuff like that, but I want like curation. <laughs> I just want like someone to have thought about it. <laughs> you know? Yeah. Yeah. Imagine how awful it'd be if Amazon didn't have ratings or curation. Yeah. Just, do you want a fan? Here's 1100 <laughs> of them. Have fun. Yeah. But it, this is more like here, like here's a rotor blade, right? Assemble your own fan. And first you're looking at all the blades. <laughs> exactly. But it doesn't say assemble your own fan. It's just say like, here's the rotor blade section. that's great anyways how are you i think i'm good i think i'm good i've been doing a lot of product work this week and that it's easy to get a little lost in your own head in that case and not really be sure is this the right stuff or whatever but but it, it it feels like it it based on the responses on twitter today i'm feeling pretty excited about this extension's going live this week so that's probably my big news which we don't have to do updates right now, but that's that's my that's big exciting. news of the week. Nice. Yeah. Should we do updates? I think we should. Do you want to go first? I, I, I'll just continue that thought. The Chrome extension, I'll tell listeners here, because by the time you hear this, it's, it. well, I'm actually happy to have a few more people try it. So it is live in the Google Chrome web extension store, if I got all the nouns right <laughs> <laughs> so it's there you can download it the summit chrome extension it has a couple reviews which is cool it's been installed five times all of five times and i'm in the process of doing one more round of updates before i tweet it out so this is just between us listeners but i would love it if people want to find it and install it it's just for chrome for now so if you don't use chrome sorry but we'll get there i hope and it does some really cool stuff where you're browsing Zillow or MicroAcquire, or you're looking at your Mercury bank account, or you're looking at your ProfitWell, ChartMogul, or BearMetrics metrics. A little lightning bolt shows up, you click it, and it automatically runs a Summit calculator. And what I was really geeking out with today was on like a Zillow page, and I'm going to add Redfin as well, because that's a really popular real estate site as well. If you click the little lightning bolts on one of those pages, this home is for sale, we actually can take the title and description from those listings and feed them into the calculator. And the title of the calculator and the description also change, but wait, there's more. Peter coded it so that the social media preview card also updates. So it's just so cool to see the a link to a summit hosted page which is like hyper contextualized to this one specific home at this address somewhere in Seattle, which is the example where like the social media card even has the address on it and the price is there. And like the mortgage calculator is, is that it's just, dude, it's just so much value for one click. I, I love it. I love it so much. So yeah, it looks yet another like step of flexibility and <laughs> yeah. Well, people need this stuff to be really easy. It's it's amazing how many people sign up for Summit and then realize they don't want to make apps. They just want to use them. Yeah. And what we're saying is wholeheartedly, that's okay. If you just want to use mortgage calculators, we still would love to have you. <laughs> just add the extension and we'll go with you on these pages and help you fill out our calculators automatically. So that's been 
fun and, and I've been thinking about other I think marketplaces is going to be the most fruitful place for the extension to add value, I'm realizing. So Zillow, Redfin, MicroAcquire is another good example. Probably Carvana or other like car buying sites would be good, large purchases. Maybe job listings, I'm not sure yet. That could be interesting. And the other one that came to mind recently was because of my background. I don't know if any listeners have experience in this space, but in the trucking and transportation industry, there's a lot of active boards called load boards where people, truckers and brokers will come every day and look at a list of loads that are needed to be moved somewhere in the world or around the country. And I'm gonna write support into the extension for some popular load boards here soon, where it'll take the origin, destination, distance, the you know the cost per mile, and then flow that into a calculator where you can kind of calculate your own expected profit on moving that freight, right? And just get like a uh-huh. detail page about it. And the reason I like that one, a little bit of like manager hat on, is I was challenging myself because a lot of us don't, maybe almost none of us buy houses all the time, right? And even if you're in the industry of real estate, you buy them and you browse a lot. But I was looking for a marketplace online and maybe if listeners have other ideas, it'd be great. But a marketplace online where people are constantly committing to or buying, if you will, listings, like a lot. So if you think about one of those load boards, somebody will do one a day. They might look at 20 of them and pick one, you know, sort of thing. So it's just a high frequency board. And so marketplaces that are high frequency and lots of users are like the perfect target for us with this. So if any others come to mind, you know, obviously the world's largest would be the stock market. (laughs) I'm not sure how we'd add value to like a stock market trade at the moment. I might get there and have one other maker update that could fit that. But that's the idea is, is marketplaces where there's a lot of activity, high frequency, and people are using it kind of daily. Maybe I should dust off my owner earnings calculator. Mm. And then make something that works for Yahoo Finance. Right. So yeah, Yahoo Finance is a good one too. Like maybe maybe Marketplace, take a step back. What's the step before Marketplace? It could be Yahoo like Finance. Like dividend yield or something like that. Mm-hmm. Right. Exactly. So if you're browsing payback time for a public stock, just kind of like you did mm-hmm. with the SaaS one. You could do that right. from data that's on Yahoo, I think. Ah, yes, yeah, so like a buy and hold strategy. Yeah. So you could just see. Yeah, strange, huh? But that's something people used to do and some of us are still. Oh, value buyer. Oh, okay. I see what you did there. That's a good point. <laughs> you know, what's funny is I'm so, that is more my style as well, but I'm so Robin Hoodified at this point where I don't think of that as like the way people use the stock market anymore. What is it? Especially now, like, because they're so cheap. So the dividend yields are pretty high on some stocks. Eric Reese has this great quote, or fact, I should say fact, where the average stock, and this is a couple of years ago, I imagine it's pretty similar. The average stock is held for 19 minutes. <laughs> 19 minutes. That's... What is that? Ha- what's happening basically is it's super weighted down by high frequency trading where people will hold things for seconds, but that's not summit fit. But I like the buy and hold 
piece. That's kind of fun. So yeah, and and then you can see also how the extension takes on a life of its own where in the future, it doesn't really make sense to have one calculator option from a given page. Like if I'm looking at a Zilla listing, if I'm looking at that because I might want to buy it and rent it out, that's one possibility. If I'm looking at it to like buy it and hold on to it for a long time and not rent it out, like live in it as a primary residence, that's another. So I could see you being on that Zillow page and then you click it, click the little lightning bolt, and then it gives you, you know, here's a list of all the calculators that are compatible with this page. You know, which one do you want to load? I don't know how mortgages work in the U.S. compared to Denmark, but the I guess the supply side, basically, at least in Denmark, is the bond market. So that's another mm-hmm. one that you could kind of do the other side of that. Okay, so that's a good dovetail into the maybe Robinhood and trading example. I was also pretty deep in code this week, working on a way to make requests inside a Summit app. Yeah, that was deep. (laughs) I saw that. Yeah, right, right. So rather than us as a team having to build integrations so that people can have things like their data inside a Summit model or app, you know, why not give people the ability to write their own requests and parsers inside a Summit app so that if you have an API key and you know know the URL to hit, you can just do that straight from the canvas, right? So you can low-code a fetch of data and you can low-code a post of, of data um, as well right into your app. So, And there's no limit on the number of these you can do. So you could have data coming from two places. Let's say you do a lookup on the current value of a stock. You do a lookup on maybe like the long-term outlook of this stock. It's numerical. And then when somebody comes to that finance page we mentioned, they get to run the calculator, but it's being also fed by these other economic indicators, or maybe you pull out, you know, pull inflation in or something. So it, what it does is it means that companies, individuals too, but companies especially who have data to bring to that kind of analysis could potentially build a calculator and pull that data in. So maybe it's Paddle, i.e. ProfitWell with a bunch of like benchmark data that they want to pull in. Maybe that benchmark data depends on the size of your SaaS. So you load this calculator to forecast your revenue but the benchmark they pull in should be relative to the revenue bracket that you're in. So they need to do a real-time call back to their servers to pull in data for the calculator. So it adds a whole nother level of data integration possibilities, which I'm really excited about. And you could pull in, yeah, really just about anything. I mean, stock prices obviously could be pulled in. Yeah, because like, yeah. let's just say Yahoo Finance, like they all have these like unofficial APIs basically because their front end oftentimes is like loading from some sort of data source. Mm-hmm. So like it's not cool to like launch a, a product that uses that, for example, but like using it in a calculator, maybe that's like more like at least if it's just for your own use, it's probably sort of fine or at least more fine. Yeah. A good yeah. example in a different industry is something about transportation a lot. Let's say you want to enhance that calculator for the trucker and bring in, you know, what's the average gas price for this route and use that to calculate gas costs for that shipment. That's a very dynamic calculation you need to do. And you would need to call back and get, you know, for this lane, what's the average cost per gallon of diesel fuel, you know? Yeah. So one thing I would use it for probably would be currencies because I have like, 
I have yeah. my big like mission control spreadsheet that I still maintain that I've just had for like 10 years or something. Yeah. But it basically like, you know, I used to live in Scotland, so I paid tax in the UK and got my salary in dollars for my, my company and also like a lot of stuff in Denmark. So I always needed like like Danish kroner, US dollars, euros and British pounds like to like convert stuff. And then mm-hmm. also like I also want to like list like the value of my Bitcoin and my Ethereum. So I are always use like those there's some functions in in google sheets where you can pull in like currencies and stuff like that but you could do the same thing here if you find a good data source for it and i was actually thinking like you should probably maybe run some of this stuff by the scraping bee guys like that might be interesting if there's a way to kind of hook those two together hook them up right because I think basically what you can do with like a tool like that is basically like set up a scraper that basically oh. sort of like turns into an API that you can call or something like that. Oh, and it returns it right, it returns it. I would expect it to like have like some sort of like endpoint for the scraped data. It, it, it does. I've actually been inside their sandbox environment before and you're absolutely right. Oh, that's a killer complementary tool for this, right? Because now these get and, and post requests that you can do inside the summit, they expect JSON as a response. But yeah, let's say there's a page out there you want to parse or scrape. That's really clever, being able to just whip up an endpoint with them. Because they have proxies and JavaScript support and all that stuff. That's so good. That's so good. Right. Way more complex. Right now, I have a basic parser as a function inside Summit that uses something called XPath or JSON path, which is a really fun way to write like a very short expression that mines or extracts values from a, a JavaScript object. Yeah. But... I love the idea of doing maybe a demo or like a cool, just a cool app or proof of concept using Scraping Bee and kind of co-promote it. I think that yeah. would be pretty cool. So that actually brings me to my other half of my update or other part. Don't worry. I'm not just geeking out and <laughs> building cool stuff. I am talking to an increasing number of large audience companies or companies with large audiences who want to use these calculators in their marketing. And so part of the reason I'm working on this go fetch data piece is that I talked to one on Monday or yesterday, just yesterday, who was really excited, but they have a ton of data and it's not realistic to expect them to like load it into an air table to get into summit or something, or like upload a CSV. It needs to be dynamic. So it is customer led at this point, which is a big corner for Summit to have turned where it's not just me in the lab, it's customers who need these things are driving us forward. And that's really exciting. So I I think the update there is the manager in me, which is sales and marketing and biz dev, if you will, is talking to say five different companies right now about using calculators in their their sales and marketing. Which is is fun. Yeah. Good stuff. So that's my week so far feels like a lot i can't believe it's only tuesday <laughs> it's just, it feels like a lot for tuesday let's put it that way so how are you doing man yeah it's definitely more than i have to show for it this <laughs> ah. this past week yeah like i think i don't know if i still do but last week when we were recorded i sounded pretty nasal and i wasn't sick and i didn't didn't feel sick or anything like that but i guess maybe i was a little bit and then Wednesday morning, I just had this really bad headache and just continued the whole day. And it started to feel like 
basically like a sinus infection, like in my forehead. If you've ever had one of those where that hurts, it's, it was just above my eye. And then Thursday was just even worse. And I've had it many times before, but usually it goes away after a day or two with kind of like trying to take care of it. And it just did not go away. And it just got worse and worse. And I just had a really hard time concentrating or anything. So I ended up seeing a doctor over the weekend and got antibiotics and stuff like that, which I'm I'm getting now and it's much better. I'm still mm-hmm. feeling it. And the stressful thing is that I'm flying to the States on Saturday. And like the, mm-hmm. like the sinus infection and flying combo is like the worst <laughs> ever. Like extra pressure and like, yeah, that's just the worst. It's not fun. Hopefully I can get that sort of like figured out before I have to go. But otherwise I'm really excited. <laughs> I was going to say, otherwise it's a recipe for a lot of Advil or Tylenol or whatever it is it takes to... Yeah, I'm going to be so doped. I treated myself to a nicer uh, to a nicer ticket because... Good for you. It was, you know, most of it was comped because it's like a work work thing. As and it so I will I will find a way to drown my my sorrow <laughs> on that flight. Good idea. <laughs> yeah. So uh, on the work front, Bjorn came back from from Canada and felt bad for like bucks and stuff that I threw at him <laughs> once he was back. Welcome back. There's a little bit of work to do. Oops. Look at that. Clean up on aisle five. <laughs> Good to see you. Here's. <laughs> It's like when your kid says, I've been cooking, look at what I made. And then you look at the kitchen and you're like, wow, (laughs) you've been making a mess. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Welcome back. Cool. Yeah. But it's all good. I'm really in like customer research slash customer development, esoteric questions sort of mode right now. And I think I kind of inspired Bjorn to kind of go into the, well, he was saying this morning that he want, he was going to do the same thing and kind of help me with that. But then he started sending me screenshots of like something he designed for like a dashboard. So I think he, he decided mm. that it was more fun to work on the project or the product. <laughs> um, so yeah, nice. I've been doing like a lot of like spreadsheet work and manager type work. Mm-hmm. I don't know, man, like it's kind of interesting like one one thought I had today is like people always talk about niching down, you know, and like just pick a niche or like the Nathan Barry, like just like pick, just go after the carpenters or something. And in reality, it's like the band. Like what? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Sorry. Like what even is a niche? Honestly, like some. Oh. One thing I did today. I tweeted this as well that I made a word cloud because I thought it was hilarious because it made me feel really old. I saw that. Yeah, that's great. But like I have all these like words I've used in the spreadsheet and I was like, how can I visualize this? It's like, mm-hmm. hey, word clouds, that's kind of what they're good for. But basically what everyone is using reform for, it seems, is some sort of like intake form. I'm looking at our power users for context, but then I'm looking at what type of companies they are. And so, so this is just from like our like 10 or 15 latest power users basically and we have like a sales outreach company like a lead generation company a tattoo shop a german radio station a consultancy an agency a SaaS company a law firm someone who hire like basically musicians for hire basically a cancer research center a blockchain company a university professor a d2c brand <laughs> like 
what's the common denominator here? The only thing that's like they have in common is they use reform for some sort of like intake of their customers and maybe mm-hmm. like some sort of feedback. Mm-hmm. But it's like really interesting to see this so clearly. And mm-hmm. and the, like the acquisition channels is like a newsletter, probably one we sponsored, product hunt, searching for Google for a Typhoon alternative, someone in my network, someone who got referred by someone in my network, someone who listened to out of beta. It's like, like there's just, no commonality, like they're all different and they're all using it for some sort of like intake, at least like 85% of them. But the trick is like, they don't, they would never call it like intake. Like they wouldn't go to Google and search for like an intake form for my tattoo clients or whatever, or like the people that want to hire a jazz band. I need an intake form for those. So (laughs) yeah. That's I'm still like trying to figure out what to do with this, but it is helpful just to kind of see it more in in a more like organized way, I guess. Yeah, I mean, the niche thing to me with a horizontal product is just so I'll tell you how I thought about it with Summit. I've been even though Summit is extremely horizontal at this point and has nothing to do with SaaS or startups or fintech in a pure sense or in a, in a dependent sense. I'm still focused on that with my marketing outward outbound marketing because density matters. Like I think having a certain density of people talk about your product and use it a lot matters. And so it's cause it's good for momentum, but there's no reason to steer our, our marketing that way and call it a niche. Like, Oh, we're for startups or something like, like you're, you're not for soccer clubs. <laughs> you're for, you're for people that need forms now you could choose a role within that of like HR people maybe or sales people or something like that or maybe a couple of those like we're going to focus on HR, sales and marketing which are giants still but that's just who you're focused on you're still not going to not sell it to somebody who wants to use it for like operations or something um, but niches to me are a very overused bit of quote unquote wisdom that really doesn't apply always like i don't i don't see that for everything yeah i mean it's it's tricky kind of what to do about it i i mean and and maybe it's fine like maybe that's just sort of like how it is and it's just a matter of like it's it's also skewed and like not accurate this information because the like one of the paid features in reform is to have a file upload field and and that's like something a lot of people will need in an intake form like upload whatever thing like we need from you before we can get started on the work so that also means that like a lot of people that makes an intake form which might be not you know like a large amount of our overall users end up paying because there's a feature gate basically mm-hmm. like one thing i'm thinking is like if we want to have a product like this that works this way, like we just need to do everything really well, basically, and like have like a really good product, have really good documentation, have just like something that's really easy to use and like really it, and and we need to like really like surface the features we have because people won't be looking for an intake form for tattoo parlors, like they will be looking for a form with like where like a form that has like an upload field because I know that the clients will like upload a drawing of like the dolphin that they want on their ankle or something like that. (laughs) 
Yeah. So, <laughs> but if you wanted to pick more of like, you know, like the funny thing was like, I, I, I messaged one of my friends from Germany. I was like, hey, do you know this German radio station that, that is using Reform? He's like, yeah, I heard of it. And it's like, well, maybe that's our niche. And then he sent me back like the Wikipedia page for like how many German radio stations there are. And I mean, if we could get all the German radio stations as our customers, like this, this is a business there, you know? Yeah, that's, a, that's amazing. That's but like really we could fun. use a different language, of course. Well, quite literally a different language, but also like in terms of like the features and, mm-hmm. and how we talked about the use cases. Right. I'll add a little bit of color to what I said earlier. Like a niche makes sense if you can find a way to, to reach all of the people that fit that niche. Yeah, that's a great point. If you can't, then you're just exacerbating the problem, which is the sparseness problem, this low density problem of like, oh, look look how many random people at tattoo parlors are using, for some reason, using Reform. You're like, that's great. So you're going to change all your marketing to focus on that? That's that's great too. But do you have a way of reaching all of these people like consistently? No. Okay, then that's a bad idea because if you take like the biological metaphor, like go back to it, like a niche is a place where something thrives because it's like a physical place where you can reach, you know, all these things. You're kind of screwing up the application of the lesson there. If you choose a niche in the internet space where you can't, you're not local to, like you can't reach all of these people that fit this description. So it's a bad internet niche. Whereas like if I found a great way to reach all of them, it would make sense to kind of fine tune yeah. the marketing and the messaging to increase the conversion. Get all 7,000 of those German radio stations attention at the same time somehow and to visit a certain thing. Is that possible? I don't know. But I'll send them the reformed demo tape. <laughs> <laughs> Hello. Yes. Pass on mentioning any German bands I know of. Or for the tattoo parlors, maybe I'll just pay someone in each town to like go get a reformed to do. <laughs> that's grassroots man that's how you do it that's hustle that's that's yeah, i know good hustle man we have so many different types of customers for reform like they're just like they're all different except in the beginning when it was just people following me on twitter mm. and they were all like SaaS companies basically i'm trying to keep my mind open right now and just try to see like how much like data and like information, I can kind of like just embrace that. I don't know what I want to do right now, but I just want to mm-hmm. like understand what's going on. And of course, like we also have some tracks we're working on. As I mentioned last time, we uh, we launched Less Annoying. We didn't launch it, but we released a Less Annoying CRM integration, which is our first official CRM integration, which mm-hmm. I'm excited about. I think we're going to learn something from it, regardless of how it goes. And they found a few things that for us to fix. And um, Bjorn fixed that two hours after he came back <laughs> from Canada. <laughs> and so hopefully we're going to basically announce that soon and, and have a little like marketing thing going on. And then, yeah, I'm just curious to see how it goes. I, I know s- that forms yeah. is like a highly requested thing for them. And they don't have a, a solution for it right now. So I'm excited about being the first form solution presented to their user base. Yeah, I've been thinking about like if we can sort of 
also do a little intelligence exercise at the same time, like see if we can, because we we are getting we will get like a lot of new eyes on reform, and from people that have a use case that we are like pretty interested in, like the sales and marketing, like lead forms, mm-hmm. and in many cases intake as well when it's a CRM and it's small business stuff, but. Yeah, so maybe there are some good conversations and stuff that can, that can happen around that. I'm excited to see how it goes, at least. Yeah, I'm and too. It's just around the corner, it sounds like. Yeah, what's the, the timeline or commitment to that on their side? There's no like official timeline. Like I think, as I said yesterday, like I, th- I don't think any of us expected Bjorn to have it done as fast as he did. It's just going to go out as soon as the, the blog post is ready, basically. Okay, cool. Makes sense. Uh, that reminds me, I need to blog more, but Scatterbrain, I would just encourage you to, without being the micromanager, probably just shepherd over that as much as possible and make sure it gets done soon, since yeah, I think you'll learn. Well, t- Tyler is a listener of the podcast, so... Uh, <laughs> there you go. <laughs> Matt, told, Matt told you. I mean, just just helping him <laughs> founder out, that's all. that's all, if you're into that kind of thing. I don't have much more of an update, I think. It's been mostly being sick and tailwind stuff and then doing playing Sherlock Holmes on our user base and Mm -hmm. trying to look for patterns, which I will continue doing. Yeah. Dig a little deeper. It's tough, man. (laughs) I'm just sitting here thinking like, okay, you find a pattern and then even from there you're like, okay, is this, is this important? What do I learn from this? I mean, we were talking about this in the mastermind channel that we have me and Derek and it's just... It's just a very multivariable puzzle here, you know, this yeah. whole finding the thing is like, <laughs> I know that we're not going to change our positioning for a long time after we do it. Oh, True. So like, I just want something that I, I, that feels good for like more than a week, you know, that that's the challenge, right? Have we stabilized in any sense, you know, or is this just yeah. the latest feeling? That's a that's a tough one. <laughs> I asked Bjorn when I was talking to him yesterday. We had a long call. It was his first day back, and and I asked him like if there's a product like you're excited about or like you think about a product like you can normally like explain it pretty easily like what you do, mm-hmm. and like if you're at you know he was using Canada like talking to people he hadn't seen for a long time, and I asked like we talked about like how he described reform to those people. Hmm. And I was kind of curious, like, I just asked him, like, like how, how how do you describe it? Like, do you feel like you can describe it? And he's like, yeah, I mean, I can describe what it is. It's a form builder. And then I was like, yeah, it's a form builder that's really good for, or that people that are, and then, you know, then it's like, oh, yeah, <laughs> that part is tough. And it shouldn't be. All right. What do you sell? We sell kayaks. Okay. Anything, <laughs> anything else I should know about that? <laughs> yeah, it's just the kayaks. That's they they kayak. <laughs> yeah, how they sit on top or? <laughs> yeah, they how how are they great ones? Yeah, yeah, they're good. They're really good. Okay, cool. I mean, that can work. Are they cheaper like, than other kayaks or? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Are they fast? <laughs> <laughs> they're all they're they're all the ers. They're just yeah. they're just better. If you use these yeah. kayaks, you'll save time and money. It's <laughs> yeah. the B two B SAS kayak. <laughs> Yeah, get there faster. Yeah, dude. People yeah. liked my uh, story last week about the 
VC associate associate that I had a call with. <laughs> yeah, that was potentially triggering. I got a lot of messages about that. Well, a few. That's cool. Nice. More than I normally do. Yeah. Yeah. Was were people going? I've been there before, or people were just saying like they they were laughing out loud when they heard me talk about that. <laughs> I think people can kind of emphasize like or yeah with being in a situation like that. Yeah. Oh, it's frustrating, but good vexing questions, as we said. Cool, man. I don't think I have any anything else. And then next week I'll be off because I'll be okay. stateside. Yeah, yeah. Enjoy. I'll be on a plane on my way to Orlando at this time, I think. Okay, cool. Well, take some meds. Enjoy the trip. Cool, man. Well, I'll talk to you at some point. <laughs> All right. Thanks, Peter. Take care. Bye. Bye.